This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. <sighs> oh, and seven. As Vince Lombardi famously said, what the heck is going on out here? 39-12, the Ticats fall to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and the winless streak continues. In their last 21 games, Hamilton is 5-16. and Man, oh man, oh man. What has gone wrong? Where is this team going? What's worse, the Ticats offense or the Ticats defense? We're going to vote for our player of the game tonight. Some votes already coming in on email and on Twitter. We'll get to your calls as well at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email your thoughts on tonight's 39-12 defeat to the Peggers. The email address, rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, or at Rick Samprin. Heck, if you want to tweet both, go right ahead. Use the hashtag fifth quarter early front runner for player of the game is justin medlock according to a couple of tweets that have come in that's my vote as well the former cat came back and uh, poo-pooed in the litter box and didn't cover it up he was six of eight tonight as uh, the bombers you know what this score 39 12 is without a doubt flattering to the tie cats because The Bombers, as they have many times this season, settled for too many field goals. They could have railroaded this Ticats team. But they settled for too many field goals. Yeah, you might credit the defense, but I think Winnipeg's offense shot themselves in the foot a couple of times here and there. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Give me your thoughts on tonight's game. We will vote for the player of the game together we will vent together we will mourn together let's start with uh, anthony on the line hey anthony how are you not bad rick how about yourself yeah <laughs> <laughs> same old same old story yeah, exactly rick but you know what the, they get they got rid of the defensive coordinator defensive coordinator that did a lot okay? of good and they brought this guy in the linebacker coordinator wherever you want to call him mm-hmm. okay what I can't understand, we're second and ten, second and seven, whatever it is, second down. We're always playing a zone defense, and we're getting killed every play. I won't say what I really want to say. <laughs> I have my uh, finger on the sensor button. Don't you worry. Okay, and that's telling me that he's got no confidence in his court. Is outside. Uh, coverage that that's also telling me another thing that he is not not only is he not confident he doesn't think they're talented enough and i think that was true of the, the, of the former you know like some simone lawrence where has he been well he's been uh not the same player i'll tell you that you know i think you can say that for most yeah, of the defense yeah, the whole defense you know and everybody's coming down on Caleros. you know what's wrong with Caleros? He's taking too long in the pocket. Well, if the guy's only getting two seconds, two and a half seconds to, to drop back and throw, 
the offensive line is pathetic in my in my eyes. Yeah, there, there were a couple of times, maybe three or four times tonight, where Kolaros did hang on to the ball a little too much. But I think it was oh, just I, waiting for guys to get open downfield, and they couldn't do that either. Uh, I think I think he's hesitant. That's what I think because he knows he's going to get hit, and he's looking for the perfect receiver. But uh, you know, Tasker Tasker can't do everything. Guys dropping balls and then causing fumbles. Like this Jones kid, like. Where did he get him? <laughs> well, Mike Jones has been with the team a few years now, but uh, yeah, well, he's he had a bad game tonight all around. You know, you know, I, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for Claros because you know what? That kid, that, that kid, I think he's got a lot of talent. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. Claros is a good quarterback, but A you doesn't know, have time, and B he's not he's not finding the guys downfield. And, you know, and, and people got to lay off him too. You know, and then you get these these morons in the stands with the bags over their head. You know what? That's uh, simply pathetic. You know what? I think they're going to. I think there's no choice in get rid of uh, Austin. You think that's going to solve the problem? Uh, it won't solve it this year, but right. they got to do something. Who's? Who, what do you think? Well, I, I don't think they're going to get rid of Austin. I think the next step, following this game, they scored yeah. one offensive touchdown. They scored just 12 points. Their offense did not look good at times. Uh, I think Steph Potasic's the next out the door. I hate to say I, it. I don't want to think it. I, I love the guy, but I, I, I think you hit the nail. Right I think, on he's, the head, the, I think he's the next guy. Who's your I player of the game tonight? Who's my player of the game? Who do you got? The, the I hate to go against you, uh, Rick, but I think it's the fans that went to the game. All right. You know, like uh, uh, they bear they they paid the good money to go watch the game, and you know what. That's my player of the game. They got, an, they got another stinker. Anthony, thanks for the call. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. Let's go to Nick on the line. Hey, Nick, how are you? Hey, guys. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Hey, welcome aboard. Uh, all i got to say is our line, O-line, is pathetic. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. I think everyone gives Kolaris crap, just like uh, Anthony just said. It's not his fault. He has two seconds in the pocket, and that's about it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough to watch because here's a guy who's a talented individual, does not have a lot of time, scrambling for his life, getting pressured, getting hit, getting schmucked, uh, and he continues to pull himself off off the mat, and uh, he's got to be frustrated, no doubt about it. Yeah, we're, hey, we're used to it. Hey, we're used to an offense that's putting up forty points a game. And hey, we're winning games 40, some 40, 45, 38, something like that. So our defense has always been bad. And it's just the old line. I, I don't know what else to say. Well, I would say, I, I wouldn't say the defense is good. <laughs> I think the defense is treading water. Giving oh, up too many big plays, too many, too many points. Who's your uh, player of the game tonight? Hey, just like Anthony said, the fans. It's got to be the fans. We come out there, we support every week. And these guys, they got to put it out on the field. Hey, Nick, were, were you at the game tonight? I was at the game. I was in the Coors Light Zone with my people, and we were supporting the team. i got to ask you, because did they announce another sellout tonight? Uh, there was definitely not a sellout. A lot of open seats. Yeah, there were a lot of open seats. Nick, thanks for the call. I love you guys. Enjoy the weekend. I always like to hear from those uh, longtime listeners, first-time callers. Uh, let's get to a couple of emails here. Uh, we do have a number of people on the phone. If you call in, we're going to take your call. Just hang tight. We'll get to you. Uh, this one from uh, Stephen out in Penticton, B.C., rabid Ticats fan on the left coast. Greetings, Rick, at 0-7. I hope someone can turn around this train wreck. 
There is too many things wrong on both sides of the ball for me to list. I have no idea what is up with Caleros, and I don't put all the blame on the O-line. Zach is holding the ball way too long and has happy feet, is passing his way off, looks totally lost out there, bottom line. Not a good time to be a cat fan. Again, that email from Stephen out in Penticton. Randy from Oakville writes, Hi Rick, I was at this game, lots of disappointed fans, some with bags over their heads, a lacking first half, drop balls and many mistakes have cost us another one. I was hoping Emmanuel Davis and Craig Butler would be back, a poor secondary once again. I thought we would get the ball on kickoff in the second half since we deferred in the first half. What happened there? Well, they quite simply deferred again. If I picked a cat player of the game, it's Jalen Saunders. Tasker, some honorable mention. Altman had some good plays. Uh, lots of trouble ahead in this season. Do we make the coaching change now? If we win one game this season, I hope it's against the Argos. It was nice to see Dan Lefevre on the field again. Good night, Rick. Randy from Oakville. Uh, he mentioned Emmanuel Davis and Craig Butler. Craig Butler primarily playing special teams tonight. Emmanuel Davis, a late scratch. He had food poisoning earlier in the day, and that's why he could not play. Really sums up the Ticat season, doesn't it? A guy's on the six-game injured list, battling back from a groin injury, and he's uh, listed in the starting lineup. He's gone through practice all week, and uh, he's got food poisoning. Can't play. Back to the phones at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Sandy has called in. Hey, Sandy, how are you? Not bad, Rick. How are you? I'm okay. I'm very disappointed. I know. What is happening? I know. They should have put Mazzoli in again. They didn't have him in enough. When would you have liked Lord to see Clark. him in? Kolaris, he's there and he's got no protection. That's very true. And what's wrong with Ken Austin? Doesn't he see that? I think he's hoping at he this point. He can't hope. You have to win. Yeah, I know. But I'm, I'm just saying what I think. I think he's hoping that, <laughs> that Zach and the offense is going to click, and it just it hasn't happened yet. No, they've got to do something. Yeah. Who's your player of the game, Sandy? Medlock, he should be back here. <laughs> <laughs> Although Castillo hasn't been bad this year. No, I don't think we true. can complain. But they they really haven't had a good team since Kalara's got hurt. I would agree with that. Yeah, they've had, they've been uh, below average, and that's an understatement. Mm-hmm. Sandy, thanks for the call. Enjoy the rest yeah. of the weekend. Take care. You too. All right. Bye-bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can send me an email, rick at 900chml.com. All over Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. Darcy has called into the program once again. Darcy, how are you? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Same as you, Rick. But You're bang on about your comments earlier about the team. Um, Anyway, I guess it's another moral victory for us. Uh, I don't know if people... uh, I don't even even think it's that. Yeah, anyway, I'm just being sarcastic. No, I know, I know. It's it's a complete... uh, Anyway... Uh, people talk about this crossover. There is a crossover with the West, but if, if that's what you're grasping at, straws there, that, that's pretty sad. If, if, if you're a diehard fan and, and you, you actually want to look at that as you're saving grace, that, that's... What do you mean by like, that? Because the, the, uh, an Eastern team has never crossed over into the West. No, I know the West is going to cross over to the third. Yes. Ottawa, we're 0-7, Ottawa's 1-whatever. and whatever. Yep. And uh, the, the, the Argos and the Owls have three wins, I believe. Yep. So, yep. I, don't, you know, I, don't, I don't know when we're going to get our first win. Who knows? Probably. Got, I don't even know if we're going to win. But uh, um, 
I just, I, I don't know. I just, I just think uh, it's it's pretty sad. Like, uh, um, I don't know what's uh, all these players that are like Emmanuel Davis, food poisoning, Butler, uh, Fantuz. We, we're keeping him still. Well, like, why don't they just honestly get rid of these guys if they can't play? Save some money and get rid of them. Do you not agree with that? Well, who do you get rid of? And how much money I, I, are you I, I really going to save? Emmanuel Davis has, hasn't played. Like, I, like they keep all this stuff secret. I know Butler; he's had a severe injury. Andy Fantuz, his career's over. Um, just cut bait with them and get rid of them. Oh, I see. So you you want to cut Craig Butler and and Andy Fantuz? Yeah, as, as two I, examples. Yes, that's that's prime examples. And Emmanuel Davis, food poisoning. Uh, come on, man! Like, like. It, 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 it seems terrible. Even if these guys come back, they're not going to just jump in there and be Superman and bring us back. Like, uh, yeah, but they're, they're coaching pe- changes. But they're and, pieces and, and, of the puzzle, Darcy. I mean, you need those, you need your best players to be on the field and play their best. And right now, they don't have their best players in the field. Well, that, uh, and and that, that's just a simple fact. I know. That's my whole point, Rick. That that they're they're not on the field and. When they do get on the field, they get hurt. Like, look at Abdul Kane, the guy we got from Ottawa. What yeah, the guy he, hasn't played? He barely played a so, half. But uh, you're bang on. I feel sorry for Steph Tatasic. Uh, Ken Austin sets, has the guy set up like he set up all the other guys, Burris and all his coordinators. He's the guy who's got to go. He won't be going this year. No. But uh, eventually, in the long term, Ken Austin has to have nothing to do with this team, Tillman and Mitchell. All three of them have to go. And uh, that, that's the bottom line. Who's your uh, player of the game tonight? I'd give it to Medlock, Cannon Lake Medlock, who we were too cheap to to uh, sign. Guy's the guy's the best kicker. I know we got a half decent kicker this year, but mm-hmm. that's the same old story. We let go of players like Medlock, on and on and on. All, they're all through the all through the league. And uh, if if people want to settle for this subpar crap and waste your money on this crap, uh, it, it's it, I don't know. I think fans need to step up and not even go to the games. Well, we'll see what that happens on that front. Darcy, thanks for the call. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular device. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Luca, Sean, Frank, Gord, all your emails, all your tweets going to be read here on the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Winnipeg 39, Hamilton 12, Ticats 0-7 on the season. They will try to get their first win next Friday night when they host the Ottawa Red Blacks. You talk about the Toilet Bowl. Hamilton 0-7, Ottawa 1-6-1. It, it, is, it is amazingly a battle for third place in the East Division, even though if the Ticats do win, they're still going to be in last. But two teams that are trying to, trying to climb up to the standings in the East Division. Can you imagine... Well, I mean, if they play the way they did tonight, the Ticats are not going to beat Ottawa. I'm sorry. They can be 0-8 going into Labor Day and five points out of a playoff spot. Well, really more than that because Winnipeg right now has the crossover. So they would be 10 points out of a playoff spot. That's if Winnipeg loses to Edmonton next week. Man, oh, man. They really have to do some damage against Toronto and Ottawa and Montreal when they eventually play them. I mean, they have to basically win out against the East. 
Let's get some to uh, some tweets. Uh, Brendan here on uh, at Rick Samprin, hashtag fifth quarter. Uh, here we are again, another game, and I am sitting here thinking, where is the balance to the offense? Hashtag fire Austin. Well, here's your offensive balance. Ticats threw the ball 33 times tonight. They ran the ball 11 times. That's a 3-to-1 ratio. They basically gained 31 yards on the ground, 216 through the air. Caleros is 21 of 33 for 216 yards, TD, and an interception. Not much balance in this Ticats offense. Val at Rick Samprin tweets, Cats fan from Halifax, very sad effort. Brian at Rick Samprin, a sad, lifeless product right now. Hashtag Ticats. Steve on Twitter, can you tell me why an 0-7 football team had players on the sideline late in the fourth laughing and yucking it up? I can't tell you why, and I hate seeing that too. Mike on Twitter, no player of the game, is it June yet? And MRG, uh, who's Anthony, who called in earlier on the show, uh, his player of the game, the guys with the bags on their heads, the paper bags on their heads. Hawkeye, also on Twitter, want my season ticks? I don't anymore. Some snippets of irate Ticats fans after yet another loss. Luca's on the line. Good evening, Luca. How are you? Hey, Rick. How's it going? I'm okay. How about you? Uh, all the way back from the game. Um, pretty disappointed again. It's kind of a Saturday night of another Ticats loss. Um, you know, I've been listening to all the callers and, like, with saying that with Caleros' talent, and there's no doubt he has talent. Like, there's no doubt. But, and of course, he does have protection problems. He has all season. But today, and I was there, I noticed a lot of times where he did have time and he overthrows guys, he underthrows guys. He's not very mobile anymore. He just kind of sits there, and he kind of allows himself to get hit. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just that's what I saw personally. I know he has like our O line is not great. I know for a fact. I know for sure. But at what point we're zero and seven? At what point do you turn to Jeremiah Masoli? What do you have to lose? Yeah, two two things. Number one, there were three or four instances tonight when Caleros was just holding the ball. Maybe he was looking for the perfect throw. Maybe he was waiting for the receiver to break. Uh, and he got crunched. Uh, the other facet of that is how much better is this offense going to be with Masoli? It could be a lot better because he's a much different quarterback. He adds another element to this offense, um, and defenses will have to prepare differently for him. The question, though, that is going to be asked is, are you going to sit a half-a-million-dollar player on the bench because you just want to try something new? Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing, like, He's one of the, is he, he is the highest paid quarterback in the league, right? Uh, I don't think so in the uh, not in the league. I don't think he's in the league. No. Okay. Well, he's he's up there. And his, oh yeah, I, I know. And it, it's a team effort. It, it's all it's the team. But you know, the quarterback's the big star. He's the star, right? So sure. Kind of look at that. And and with Masoli, and what I think too is that Masoli's more mobile, right? So again, like you said, teams have to study him more. And I think that you know, even if, if the pocket collapses, I trust Masoli to run out of the pocket and throw on the run. Or create some out of out of nothing more than Kalaros because Kalaros is more of a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of disappointing. Like C.J. Gable's like really bad. Um, in the fourth quarter, he had a yard rushing at one point. Yeah, se- seven carries for twelve yards tonight. He averaged one point seven. Yeah, and it's and it, I'm 
as you know, I'm pretty surprised that Gable's actually still like with the tie cast. Usually, usually running backs are kind of come and go after a few after a few years, and Gable's kind of I don't know. I don't. I'm not really seeing too much from all I saw was uh, the lateral that he that he uh, he fumbled. He flubbed. Yeah. Yeah, and it just seems like every time the tie cast have a positive moment, like we went down and we scored a touchdown, they they counter that with a turnover, or a silly play, or a silly penalty, or just something like that, which is very frustrating, especially because. You know, there's a chance. There's a chance to win these these football games, but just a team all around, coaching, it's just it's a whole team effort. It's just it's pretty disappointing to me. Yeah. And the fans still show up too, which is a big thing. Like the, like the fans were loud tonight. Like to be honest, and when we scored, um, was Altman when he when he got that that the touchdown. Mm-hmm. The touchdown that was a great TD. Yeah, he uh, like the, the crowd was loud, and it's it, and I, that's why like, my player of the game would probably be the fans and Jeremiah Masoli because he punched it in from the yard out. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it's really disappointing that like it's basically you know, it's an eighteen it's an eighteen game season, but seven games in, it's like I don't even I don't even know if I want to make time to watch Ticats anymore for the rest of the season. They they got eleven to go. Luke, appreciate the call. They got eleven games to go, and uh, time is starting to run out. They got to start making hay. Email from Ed. Hi, Rick. My vote for player of the game is the fan in the crowd with a paper bag over his head. Continuing our previous discussion on maximum effort, this team has nothing but excuses, and excuses don't win. In maximum efforts, there was the leper colony. (laughs) Where's this going? Where all the people with excuses were sent off until they proved they had pride and could do their job. Uh, This team is demoralized and a bunch of losers. Wow, harsh words from Ed. Uh, He wants to bench Kalaros and Speedy B. Talks more about uh, excuses. They have to have a change of attitude and direction. Simple answer, let Austin be the VP of football and make Jones the head coach. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to work. I do know this, that tonight's ball game, I can confirm this, uh, tonight's ball game was the last for Steph Potasik in terms of calling the plays. June Jones is going to start calling the plays next week. Uh, Rob on Twitter writes, uh, no player of the game. Everyone was awful. How are the Ticats this bad? Sarah on Twitter, frustrating game tonight. Defense cannot win a game by themselves. In desperate need to review their coaching staff. James on Twitter, at this point, I'm longing for that Casey Crehan defense. Uh Uh-oh. Manny on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. LOL, Potasic has to go. He hasn't had a chance yet. Austin controls offense. If low line doesn't get fixed, forget it. And uh, Bruce on Twitter, player of the game, the girls singing the national anthem. Zach did nothing and has done nothing since he came back. Uh, one more tweet. This one from AJ. Leonard looking like a rookie of the year candidate, one of the only consistent DBs in this game. He's looked very good this season. Richard Leonard, I think, is a bona fide defensive back in the Canadian Football League. He has looked good. He's one I would keep, for sure. John, Alex, Frank, Gord, we're all going to get to you. Up next here is Sean on the fifth quarter. Go ahead, Sean. Hi, Rick. How how are you? I am uh, upright in retaining fluids. Oh, my God. You know what? I, I don't know how I can keep watching this stuff. Night, game after game, Rick. You know, you know. I'm going to tell you something. Um, Stefan Potasek, Unfortunately, he was thrown into a situation when, when the previous offensive coordinator 
was uh, left out, out of town. So he was unprepared to begin with, never mind never mind this year. And I don't think he's ever caught up to the CFL game. But, you know, Kent Austin micromanages this coaching staff, and I don't think he's capable of – I think he's lost control. And I don't know what, what – I don't know what kind of a culture they set at training camp, but you know what? It's filtering right through the season, and this is the worst season I've I've um, I've experienced watching, and and you know what? I I just don't know if I can stomach any more of this because, you know, we got I think we have three good quarterbacks. We have we have um, Zach Claris, we have uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli, and I think we have a diamond in the rough in Everett Golson. And I think we have two good running backs, that uh, C.J. Gable, and we have that uh, Sorensen, or um, I, I can't pronounce his Ross name. Ross Scheuermann. Yeah, yeah, I think we have two good running backs for the offense. The problem is, and then when you look at the offensive line, you know what, they can't, they, you know, I, I just don't know where to begin. I, I, I got so much to say in, in so short time, and, and I think it's a culture that's um, that's been created by Kent Austin that's... Um, I just think that he's he doesn't have he does he's not creating the right culture. The players on the the players are lackluster in some cases, and I, I just I, I just feel frustrated as a fan. I feel frustrated for the for Zach Claris out there, and I feel that our defense is just like Swiss cheese. We can't stop nothing, and you know what? It's it's disheartening. Who's your player of the game tonight, Sean? My my player is. Um, uh, the, the kicker for Winnipeg, uh, Medlock. Justin Medlock, yeah. And you know what? I'm tired of seeing uh, players from that used to play for Hamilton and you know beat us. Like in the playoff game, uh, what was it? Uh, Ellingson scored that 87 yard mm-hmm. touchdown in um, in, a, in a playoff game, and now Medlock he he pretty well outscored us on, on, on in the game today. He could have won it by himself, I think, eh? Uh, yeah, he pretty much did. <laughs> Kicked six I mean, field come goals. On, give me a break. He kicked six Jeez. field goals. You know, like it's sickening, and there was a there was a, somebody wrote a um, somebody wrote a, a comment in the Spectator on how many players are playing throughout the league in this in the CFL from Hamilton mm-hmm. used to play for Hamilton. There's a ton. There's a ton, and and you know what we you know our our offensive line you know like I said it's not doing well. Where's Peter Diakowski? Where's he in Saskatchewan? Mm-hmm. And he's starting. And he's starting. You know, give me. Give me, a, you know, like without using any... Uh, Please, you want to use the word break. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Sean, yeah, i got to go. Thanks for the call. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have John, Alex, Frank, Gord, emails and tweets to get to. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the fifth quarter on Hamilton's News Talk Leader. Rick Samprin here. Uh, 39-12. Ticats lose to the Blue Bombers. I don't mean to laugh, but I was just thinking, who in 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 the CFL, if you're a CFL, if you're a Ticats fan, who out there thought this team would be 0-7? Not me. Not even close. Not even close. I know it was a Western-heavy schedule to begin with, but... <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be 0 7. We got a full phone deck. We'll get to all our calls tonight 905 645 3221, star 9900. Email rick at 900chml.com and on Twitter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. One of, the, one of the greatest tweets I've seen tonight from Rick. My player of the game is the cop who had to start directing traffic at halftime. 
And he also wrote, next week, June Jones takes over the offense, June Cleaver at head coach, and the June Taylor dance start on defense. Sarah on Twitter, uh, her player of the game is uh, us Ticats fans. Lebronier West on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, tweets, I think it's time for Johnny football, in reference to Johnny Manziel. Brendan tweets, Richard Leonard, only bright spot on this season to date. Uh, Chris on Twitter, DeMar Altman TD was impressive and one of the few Ticats who did not quit tonight. Corey, I think this might be one of the things that might save Austin. I love Zach and all, but he's not the same Zach. I think that's in reference to Johnny Football. I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't think he's the answer either. Uh, Joe tweets, Want my money back. Player of the game, my beer. At least it stayed cold. And Nick with a double tweet, part part one, Hey, uh, Rick, I think the issue is that they paid Coloros too much. Kind of forces them to play him. No. And part two sort of reminds me of the problems the Bills had during the Doug Flutie and Rob Johnson era. What are your thoughts? Um... Yeah, kind of the same. I mean, they paid Rob Johnson a boatload of money and basically were forced to pay him through that kind of thought process. We're paying this guy so much, we got to play him. Doug Flutie was the much better quarterback. I think we can all agree that Zach Caleros is a better quarterback than Jeremiah Masoli. But the way they're going, why not try Masoli? Start him. Also on Twitter, uh, from Fake and a few... uh, Is this Fake Gainer? This is Fake Gainer. Fake Gainer tweeting the program. If one thinks that a change from Caleros is needed, I'd be phoning BC and offering Caleros for Lule and Futures. And Sarah also tweeting, uh, don't let the bandwagon jumpers discourage you. We diehard fans are still here to fill the empty seats. Ticats, thick and thin. A couple of emails to get to. William emails, uh, hi Rick, the fact is Kent and his team of coaches did an awful job in the offseason recruiting talent. I believe the players are playing to the best of their abilities, but Kent put together an awful team that will struggle to win a single game. Kent does not look healthy, and he should walk away from the team. This year is lost, but let's start building for next year. That email from Bill. One more email before we get back to the phones. Allen says, Hi, Rick. It's Allen from St. Catharines. This game was pitiful. Our offensive line was a joke tonight. When we are falling apart, we need to change it up with Masoli because he can scramble when the pocket collapses. We need to use Gable more, but Austin refuses to. Our defensive backs are giving Winnipeg too much room, and they need to be on top of those receivers. This team is so frustrating, and something needs to change. It will be interesting to see the attendance for the next two games. We are fighting with Ottawa for a tie in third place that email again from alan back to the phones we go waiting patiently has been frank good evening frank how are you well hi rick how you doing tonight i'm good how are you oh i could be a lot better i know after today's tonight's disaster uh i have to agree with almost all the callers that have called in tonight um i don't understand why kent didn't uh pull away Caleros after the first half we were we were screaming from the top of section 205 right <laughs> underneath the press box Asking, put in, put in Mazzoli, put in Mazzoli. And he put, he comes in for a, a couple of uh, trick plays or whatever the heck uh, Kent calls those. And uh, it was disastrous. The DBs, I don't understand. The cushions that we leave there, uh, any team's receivers, if Winnipeg, 
Edmonton, BC, 10, 15 yard cushions, automatic first downs. We need six, seven yards, and, and we throw four yards. It's it's brutal. It's hard to watch. Leonard Leonard was, is, and has been the uh, bright star on on the defense side as far as the DBs go. Yes, because the rest of them were uh, really they're really sad, and uh, the, the, the line they have a hard time stopping the run. We have no run when it comes to Gable. Even when Ross was in there, he was doing a half a half decent job. But uh, I don't get our offensive line as well, not opening up any holes for the running backs or even uh, throw, when throwing the ball. The uh, receivers either they're not running the the, the routes they're running are terrible. Uh, they can't get open. We can't even get five six decent yards. And then Zach is scrambling constantly and not throwing the ball when he should, in my opinion, uh, holding on to it way too long, like a lot of callers have already said. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's very frustrating. No doubt about it. Frank, who's your player of the game? Uh, you know what? Us fans for actually showing up and sticking with it. I'm a longtime season ticket holder, and uh, I'll, I'll be there again on Friday and get game after that, but I have to give it to us for putting up with it and still hoping for, for a bright spot. I thought tonight would be the, the game because Winnipeg was uh, with no wins last year at this point. I thought we were going to return a favor to them. And unfortunately, it did not happen. It didn't. Thanks for the call, Frank. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Let's go to Gord on the line. Hey, Gord, how are you? I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm okay. Uh, a couple things. Uh, Winnipeg's corners played press coverage all night. Hamilton's corners are always eight yards off the ball. I know. I, I agree. The secondary is weak. The coaches have no confidence in them. Second thing, don't know if Fantuz is coming back. You could always hit him on second and six, second and seven. Second and five and over, they cannot get a first down. Third thing, Kolaris is not, the line is weak, but Kolaris has not been the same quarterback since he came back from the injury. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because he hurt the knee. He used to have escapability. He has no escapability now. Last thing, I have it on very good sources that Austin, not Potassic, has been calling the game the last four games. So, therefore, that being the case, I find it hard to believe that Potassic would run the shotgun on uh, on the one-yard line. I find it hard to believe that Potassic would run Gable on a sweep on third and three. Also, in line with Austin, Eric Chilman's had a lot of success everywhere. He's a general manager now, but I believe Austin has veto on him, on the players. Mm-hmm. He's never been a player guy. And last thing, I have a question. Tommy Cannell was in Austin and Rutgers. He was him with the Ticats. I never heard anything. Why did he quit where he's now the receiver coach at Toronto? I believe Austin came, improved the team, did a great job. I think he's peaked. It's time to go. But I'm just curious. You tell me, why did Tommy Cannell leave? Well, give me your player of the game, and I'll let you go, and I'll tell you why he left. Oh, Justin Medlock, no doubt about it. Okay. Thanks for the call, Gord. This this is why – I hope you're still listening. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have hung up. Uh, Tommy Condell and Ken Austin have uh, a lengthy history. They were both at Cornell. Uh, They both came up here – for, for year one of uh, what what is now, what, year five uh, of uh, Kent Austin's Ticats existence. Um, it was originally reported, and I don't think anyone uh, believes this now, that Tommy Condell left a couple of seasons ago for family reasons. Uh, everyone has been hush-hush, but those 
that decision to leave for family reasons quickly evaporated because Condell is back in the league, and not only back in the league, back with Hamilton's arch rival uh, in in Toronto. Uh, so something must have happened. We don't we don't know what exactly happened, but something behind the scenes must have happened. There must have been an incident. Or, or a post-game or, or something leading up to the game where those two didn't see eye-to-eye. And Kent, as we know, as the head coach and VP of football ops, and at the time he was the GM too, has the final say. And maybe that was the last straw that broke the camel's back for Tommy Condell. I don't know. I'm, 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 just, I'm just guessing at this point because no one has said categorically uh, one way or another, what happened in that instance. They had a falling out. I think we can all agree that there was some kind of falling out. They agreed to part ways, and uh, I think they just made up a family reasons story. I think that may have been part of it, uh, but I think it boiled down to a football decision or something football-related. Email from uh, Lisa. Hi, Rick. What a disconcerting effort. First, I tuned into uh, 900 CHML right after the game and heard an old radios program and thought, Rick, where are you? I was actually here. Actually here watching the game, taking notes, uh, following along, not nodding off. I can tell you that. Uh, Second, I emailed you at the beginning of the season and told everyone to relax. After going to a few games this year in person and watching on TV tonight, I am not feeling we are on the path to success. Lisa continues, it is tough to watch my beloved Tabby's hurting. Is Johnny Football really on a negotiation list? Keep up the great work, Rick. Lisa from Niagara Falls, New York. The one question I can't answer, Johnny Football, a.k.a. Johnny Manziel, is indeed on the Hamilton Tiger Cats negotiations list. Whether or not he will ever come up here is a different story. And uh, I, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting against that. Uh, Angelo on email. Hey, Rick. Uh, well, we asked for change. We got it. This was the first game I attended this year. I thought, can they be this bad? Offensively, I thought the problem was a combination of the O-line not giving the quarterback enough time and the receivers not getting open and they don't play with intensity and heart at all. Zach trying to be a hero, extending plays and backfiring. Defensively, I thought the guys were chasing all night. No pressure up front, no scheme, no playmakers. This group is in total disarray. This is a simple game if you dominate your opponent one-on-one and in the end, 99% of the time, you win. Angelo continues, in closing, it's obvious these guys don't know what it means to put that Tiger Cat jersey on. The pride we have as diehard fans and our hard-earned money goes to these individuals to represent Hammertown. I think they should look at themselves in the mirror and all be embarrassed from the top down. Player of the game, Natalie Sexton. I'm not exactly sure who that is. Is that the anthem singer? I don't think so. No, I think she goes by a different name. Uh, One more email, this one from uh, Bob from Cambridge. Hi, Rick, just wanted to comment on the game. O-line coach needs to be replaced. All of our problems start with the O-line. These players at times had five guys plus Gable failing to block four Winnipeg linemen. They haven't been this bad in the past. If the coach can't train them to play better, he doesn't deserve a job. If Caleros has time to throw, our offense moves the ball and keeps opposing offenses and our subpar defense off the field. Gable missed so many blocks tonight, it wasn't funny. There is no pick for player of the game, but if forced, I would have to say Altman. Great play on the TD to break tackles. Bob from Cambridge. One last break when we come back. John, Alex, Manny, and Fred. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. 
Welcome back. This is the fifth quarter on Hamilton's News Talk Leader, AM 900 CHML. Winnipeg 39, Hamilton 12. The Cats now 0 and 7. You can call us up here on the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. If you've missed any portion of tonight's program or want to catch a past uh, podcast of the fifth quarter. You can download it on iTunes and Google Play. Check it out at 900CHML.com. Darren on email. Hi, Rick. Great show. Sadly, we are discussing another Tiger Cat loss. All one needs to do is look at the body language of Kent Austin. His total disgust and disdain at a play that doesn't go their way is more than obvious to me as a fan, but the players see that tenfold. How does that inspire any confidence, loyalty, or a willingness to play for him? It seems there is no confidence in the coaching staff, their game plan, or the direction they want to go. I heard you say a few times tonight that Austin is not going anywhere. Well, until they do, we will be in this position because the players have given up on him as he has on them Darren with that email and interesting thoughts because I've caught a couple of times where a play does not go Hamilton's way and you'll just see his body language or or a facial expression uh and you you, I get the sense that man you know if I'm a player and I'm seeing that from my coach I'm thinking wow I mean we're, we're not doing well I mean I'm down in the dumps and then you bring that out onto the field uh, John's on the line. Hey, John, thanks for waiting so long. Uh, no problem. I won't ask you how you're doing. So <laughs> okay. Move on from that. Yes. Um, so uh, a few things. Attendance, obviously down. Mm-hmm. That was obvious tonight. Uh, I thought the defense played a little better um, today. Uh, I'll give my player of the game to Coleman. I thought he broke the line a few times, and he got a couple good hits on, um, I think, one sack as well on um, Matt Nichols. Uh, Nichols. Uh, but my beef is going to be going towards the whole offense. There's a few things I noticed. There was once we were, I think we were, uh, uh, I can't remember when it was, Calaris uh, got sacked. Um, there was one guy deep, mm-hmm. and everyone, we, I think we were like second and long, and, Clar- and no guy was, was past the first down marker. <laughs> and this is common. Second thing, we were, uh, we were back stuck on the, uh, I think we were uh, back on the ten yard line, and it was uh, uh, what were we like second and forty or something like that. And what is Claire's uh, second and twenty? Sorry, Claire's throws an out pass on the ten yard line. What? Where is that going on second and long? Yeah, it was a planned play. And the one that irked me the most, and this was Austin's fault. And I saw Austin call Claire's over on the second touchdown for the two-point conversion when we got to the one-yard line because of the uh, roughing the passer. Mm-hmm. Kept Claros in. You had Mazzoli with his helmet on. We're on the one-yard line. They thrown out pass. We couldn't get past the third-yard line. All Mazzoli had to do was punch it in for one yard. Yeah. This is coming down to the whole offense. There, there's a major, major problem this offense. And I've said it for a few weeks. I don't know if it's Caleros because Caleros, he can't get the ball off or there's no one um, that's going to uh, able to catch it. But there's a major, major problem on that offense because nobody is open. No one is catching the ball. And if you notice now, whenever Caleros is doing an interview after the game, he won't say a word. Mm-hmm. He wants to blow up. He wants to say something, but he's keeping his mouth shut. I have never seen him that irritated and that frustrated as long as he's been here. Yeah. Is it, because he, Simone Lawrence was saying, oh, we're getting close and blah, blah, blah. 
and and all and Claire, they cut the Claris. It was TSN. They cut the Claris, and they and he said, "We still lost. We're not a winning team. Right. We lost." And that's all he'll say. So some, I'm there's something going on between him and Austin, or maybe he's getting directions coming from all these different places. But the next head's going to roll. It's going to be fantastic. It's coming. Yeah. Jones and and I don't know much about this June Jones guy, um, but if you notice that. He was brought in, and he has complete control of the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's like they said that that Austin doesn't have a say in the whole thing. So Austin I call BS on that. Well, that's what they said. That's what that's what it was reported. Right. And uh, that June Jones was brought in. Um, pretty much, he was told to bring him in because Austin had to talk to him after and then accepted. So something's coming from higher up. And I think what you're going to see is Austin will finish off the year, and I wouldn't be surprised if June Jones is your next head coach because they're playing, bringing him in gradually. So there, there's something there's something in the works. Austin's there for the rest of the year. You're not going to dump him. I agree. With 500, I mean, he's making quite a bit of coin. Uh, you won't dump him yet. Uh, the days of firing your coach before the you know, Labor Day weekend is pretty much gone. Um, Fantus is going to make no difference. The only reason he was a leading catcher last year because there was no one else to throw to. Um, so I think it's time to bring Mazzoli in because if, if Caleros is running for his life, at least Mazzoli can scramble a lot better than Zach. True. Hey, great points, John. Thanks for calling. Cheers. Manny is on the line here on the fifth quarter. Hey, Manny, how are you? Good, uh, Rick. I uh, called actually a couple of weeks ago when uh, the Cats got lambasted by Calgary and I had said then it was uh, very uh, clear that it was just a per- it's a personnel issue, and you know uh, management manages team and brings in players, and players play, and every team that they they are going to face for the rest of the season, unless they make some changes to the pers- current personnel they have on the field, they are always outmatched. You look at every other roster, their their starters in a lot of cases are playing like second string players on other teams. And that's, that's the reality. What I don't like, though, and what I cannot put up with, I mean, you go into games and I've coached football for many years, and sometimes you just are outmatched and you can't do anything about it, but you've got to play the game with heart. Mm-hmm. And somebody talked about culture. you got Kolaris. Everybody's picking on Kolaris. Kolaris has nobody to throw to. That's a simple fact. What he, he's scrambling half the other time, and yes, he did make the odd bad throw. But they also dropped a lot. The man is trying. And being frustrated to me shows that you care. You care. No different than Austin on the sidelines. He at least cares. I'm not saying he's making the right call or sure. it should be changed, yeah. but he cares. Okay? So if you're talking about culture, you got Banks who's always pointing fingers. He's done nothing all year. You got Simone Lawrence who's laughing during the during a timeout when they're doing a, a, a replay uh, to, to see what 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 determine what the call is going to be overturned or not, he's smiling. These are leaders, but yet Kolaris is the only one that has really taken it seriously and taken it. And here's something else about culture that's very that's very odd. You're, you, earlier on in the year, this guy Hill, right when he got suspended with uh, the referee touching the referee, which of course you can't do. Right. However, however, I like players who play on the edge. Adriano Belli comes to mind, a guy that gives it all on the field. He got penalties and did it up for two times. Nobody likes that. But you play with a pride for the jersey that you're wearing. And that guy, Hill, played with pride. So you cut him because if some reason doesn't fit in with the culture. 
but yet you got guys laughing when you're losing again for the seventh time. Well, there's a contradiction there somewhere. And there's a contradiction there somewhere. So that's all I wanted to say, but you can't win if you don't have the right personnel. And Kolaris doesn't have, come on, like Tasker is a shadow of himself this year versus last year. Jones dropped three balls. Kims, who was supposed to be spectacular, has done nothing for us. It's the guy that we brought in late has actually been the only uh, the only bright spot, Oldman. Mm-hmm. So, so what does that say? <laughs> and, and everybody's throwing it on Kolaris? Come on, man. Yeah. I, I only agree that Mazzoli should get an opportunity only because what else could be? I mean, what's the worst could happen? Sure. He pulls out a victory. Why not? So you go but, 0-8 if you lose. Oh, well. Exactly. But yeah. don't say it's because of Kolaris. Because you could put B- Bo Levi Mitchell in our offense, and he's not going to do much better. Right. Yeah, it's, so more, anyways, it's more than one guy. Thanks, uh, Rick. Have a, have a good night. You too. Thanks, Manny. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. Uh, we're going to go as, as long as people are calling in. we got a couple of callers. We'll get to you guys in a second. Uh, email from Phil. Hello, Rick. I am perplexed, mystified, and dumbfounded as to why Coach Austin is still running this team. When is the front office going to give Kent the axe when they go 0-10? I implore them to do it now while the season is still salvageable or else these cats will be out of a playoff spot by Labor Day. This black and gold is getting old. Ashamed in the hammer, that email from Phil. And Rich emails, Hi, Rick. This is such a tough year for us. At least we have the fifth quarter event. At least we have stability in the hammer. Thanks, Rick. That email from Rich from Dundas. And uh, an email, or uh, pardon me, a tweet from Francesco, uh, who tweets, When the offense is so boring, they hand out fidget spinners so the fans don't get restless. Apparently the Ticats, I didn't see this, I was in the press box, handed out uh, fidget spinners to the fans tonight. Uh, good night to do so as well. And Joe D on Twitter, at uh, AM900CHML tweets, I'm truly embarrassed, not for the loss, but the lack of effort. Yeah, it was pitiful tonight. Let's go back to the phones. Alex is on the line. Hey, Alex, how are you? Uh, not bad, you. Yeah, you know. You know. Yeah, I know. Okay, so first, Johnny Manziel is not the is not the answer. We don't need him. He'll just cause more drama on the team. True. I think if he comes, the team won't win at least. They won't win at all this season. He's not going to change anything. Yeah. Zach Caleros, I don't know if he's worth keeping. He is good. He has talent. But, you know, I, I, I will never go against you. I always, you know, trust what you say. But how do we know that Zach is better than Mazzoli if Mazzoli's never given a chance? Mm-hmm. Well, he, like, he has started from time to time, certainly when Zach was down, and he had and more it, talent around him, too. And, I mean, he was okay. He's an okay quarterback. I, I like Mazzoli. I like his, his style. He doesn't panic. I, as soon as Zach gets the ball in his hands from Mike Filer, it's either I'm throwing it to Tasker or I'm going to scramble and hopefully give my receivers time. But then my O-line, he forgets it all the time, my O-line does not know how to block, and then I get sacked. And I understand why he gets frustrated. He has all every right to get frustrated at his O-line. I don't think it's the offensive line coach that's the problem. He's a great offensive line coach. It's just they don't listen. They don't want to guard and that's starting to become a problem. And you see how much time Mike Riley gets when you watch an Edmonton game. 
if Zach, Zach Claros gets maybe at least five seconds less than Mike Riley does, and you hear the fans, because I was at the game today, mm-hmm. you hear the fans screaming, pass the ball, don't run, pass it, you have. I don't, even if it is Tasker, you know that you can depend on him sometimes, and he can get either five yards or, you know, he can break a tackle and go over. Second point, or third, I can't, I don't, whatever. Uh, um, when you get a touchdown, going for two is good because then, you know, you give the fans that extra uh, excitement. But they were losing. So they should have went for one and and then to be first and one on that goal line and put Zach Caleros five yards behind the goal line and give the ball to Gable. That wastes time. That gives more time to the defensive lineman to rush him and sack him or tackle him. When Rizzoli was ready for that short yardage, he's called a short yardage quarterback for a reason, to get that extra yard and get that touchdown. And then I think they should have went, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say, Rick, because, you know, us fans, we we have great minds and we all think alike. We all know what we're going to say, and we've been saying it for weeks and weeks and weeks. Things need to change. I don't find Ken Austin a really bad, bad coach. He's good, but he's making the wrong calls. And like Manny said before, the caller before, he does care. Zach cares. They take things serious. The other guys are just joking around and trying to get each other hyped up. When then, then they go on the field, and it's like, what was the point of getting the guys hyped if you just gave the, the ball up? Back in week three, the TSN panel said, the longer that the Hamilton defense stays on the field, the more points will be scored against them. Mm-hmm. And I think if anyone that's listening listens to TSN 1150, I think Coach Salavanis should be the head coach. I feel like he knows <laughs> so much about the game. I... When I listen to the games on the radio, because I have, you know, I'm out, you know, out and about, I listen to him, and he makes good points, and he he, he makes it sound like you're actually watching the game while you're driving. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Sal would want uh, would want that, but uh, who knows? If they asked him, he might say yes. Who's your player of the game tonight? My player of the game is the shuttle bus drivers because you can always depend on them, unlike the tight cats you can't. <laughs> and my father because he took me to the game tonight. Awesome. Bye, Good stuff. See you later, guys. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Back to the phones we go, and Fred is on the line. Hey, Fred, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh-huh. I, uh, let's get to the point here. The team wasn't there. only thing was there, the pigskin. The football was there. I'm part of Hamilton. And to me, let's get down the grass points. Uh, cut their pay, everybody's pay, and start paying them Canadian money, not American money. <laughs> okay. Okay? Yeah. And uh, we need uh, two playbooks, one for defense and offense, because the other teams uh, know how to read the chess game pretty quick with with this team. And uh, they haven't changed the plays, offense and defense, for a long time. It's the same plays. And I think they should get Angela Mosca down there to shake these guys up, because to me, they're, they're not on the field. They're not there. They're only getting their paycheck and going home. And that's where the difference is. They're, uh, there's nothing there. I watched the game again on TV. I haven't gone to a game. I don't want to pay them any wages. Right. I just watch it on TV, but uh, they're terrible. 
Fred, do you, do you have a player of the game all, tonight? It's all the way from the top down, and it's it's up to the the owner of the team to uh, give these guys a shuffle. Like I say, cut their pay. Yeah. Do Do you have a player of the game? Yeah, it's the football. The foot. The actual football. Yes. The Wilson. Thanks. To, yeah. Thanks for the call, Fred. Okay. Wilson. It, that that's a first. <laughs> the actual football is the player of the game. Uh, stood the test of time. Gave it a full sixty minutes. That's for sure. Uh, Walker's on the line. Hey, Walker. How are you? Hey, good, good. Um, my question to you is, uh, do you think this is salvageable? I mean, there's so much negativity tonight, and I'm hoping for some, something here. Uh, what do you think? When you say salvageable, mean uh, can we make the playoffs? Yeah. I, uh, okay, so now I'm going to answer my own question. I think we can. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, everybody is... Um, I know I'm upset, too. Everybody's upset. Um, but... You know, everybody wants change, fire this, fire that, get rid of this, get rid of that. Get, But, yeah, a few tweaks, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, get rid of this guy, get rid of that guy, and bring in some new blood here and there a little bit. Could, you know, I, I, everybody's like, oh, it's sabotage. It's, it's almost like fake news in that, like, <laughs> people think that these people don't want to play yeah. for some reason. And these guys are professionals. These guys want to come out and do good for themselves and their team. Yeah, at, know, the, at the end of the day, at, yeah, at the end of the day, they could care less about entertainment. They really could. I mean, these guys, this is their job and they, they get paid, win. yeah, they get paid to win football games. You can say that for the coaches too. And if they yeah. don't, there are ramifications. AKA they get caught or get they they get fired. Exactly. And that's and everybody's uh, I know, I again, I'm I'm everybody's so upset, but there's seven games left against Eastern Conference teams, uh, you know, Ottawa and uh, Toronto are not that far away, mm-hmm. and Montreal too, um, and yeah, and and I think I think it's still doable. I'm I'm going to add a little tiny bit of positivity <laughs> into tonight. Well, anyways. I'll 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 jump on that positivity too because I think it is doable. I think where they sit in the standings, how everyone else in the East really hasn't done anything done wondrous, anything. and and I, and I look at it this way too. But Hamilton is now lost. They've they played seven games. They've lost all seven games. They have not played one good game. So I think if they put together a good game and they win that ball game, I think that will give them at least some confidence to say, hey, we, we can actually win. Let's go win yeah. another. So and, that, and that's having, where I'm coming from. Quickly talking about confidence, I think that um, um, the need to jump on the um, we got to get a two point conversion, two point conversion. Let's get back in this two point conversion. I think that's a mistake. Uh, yeah, I think they were uh, panicking no what there. The score is. Yeah, pardon me. I think they were yeah, panicking there. Panicking, yeah, way yeah. too early. And, to go and for when two. you don't get it, you lose that confidence. Talking about confidence. Exactly. Who's your player yeah. of the game tonight? <laughs> Justin Medlock. Yeah, we should have never let him go. <laughs> yeah. He won the game. If you think about it, what, how many field goals? He got eighteen. He got eighteen goals. points himself. That's insane. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. He's such a pro. He is. Walker, thanks for the call. Let him go. Thank you. Enjoy Have the weekend. Uh, one last call. We will leave it to uh, Sean to wrap things up here on the fifth quarter. Sean, go ahead. Hey, Rick. How are you doing tonight? You know, maybe you don't. I'm not. I'm not doing okay. Oh, uh, I. You know what, Rick? It's uh, one of the reasons why I love this show, and I think others love it is that you and I and anyone else who calls in, we get to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. That, that That's the best part of this show. It's not the monologues, the long diatribes by all of us. It's a conversation. That's what I enjoy. 
And one of the advantages of that is, uh, and I'm not sure if you've ever thought about this, is the unintentional comedy of some of the calls. <laughs> some, some of it's not unintentional. Well, so you're right. Some of it isn't. Some of it is, though. And um, what I basically wanted to just um, chime in on was, uh, I love uh, Alex calling in. You you guys have a great rapport. Mm-hmm. But um, I would advise him to, to go to YouTube mm-hmm. and YouTube the Oregon Ducks versus the Ohio State Buckeyes National Championship game. Right. And Jeremiah Masoli look petrified. Yeah. So calm wasn't isn't the right term I'd use for him, and I think you're right, Rick. I think he's okay. He's a backup. I, I don't think he's a starter. Uh, yeah, I think he's an adequate quarterback. I think he can run an offense, but he's yeah. not a game changer. And I think in this league, you need a game changer at quarterback. Absolutely. And uh, one of the reasons why Kent likes him is he came from a spread offense in at Oregon. Sure. And... Um, but one of the reasons why Zach's a starter is he came from a pro-style offense at uh, the University of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there, there's just a lot of things going wrong. I'd like to see a game where we have at least two phases playing well. I, I'm hoping we eventually get that third phase in a game, but I'm hoping for two out of three and maybe we, we pull out a squeaker here soon. I'd love to see it happen. I mean, it's it's bound to happen, and it almost happened twice against the Eskimos. Yeah, I, I mean, if if you would have told Cats fans, okay, you're you're in the middle of your schedule, you're playing Alberta back to back to back. What do you realistically think your record's going to be? Right, one and two. One and two, exactly. And you know what? Zero oh and three. That, forget that Calgary game. The, the other two games were competitive. We, it just didn't go our way. And you know what? When you're 0-7, you're really not as bad as your record says you are, even though you are 0-7. And when you're 7-0, and you're getting braced the other way. You're, not, you're, you're never really as good as you are, and you're never really as bad. That's the way I look at it as yeah. a sports fan. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. That's true, and especially in this game when you have three different phases of the game, uh, one or two or maybe all three sometime of the phases do well or do poorly, uh, you know, that next time around, it's it, that's not going to be the case. Right, right, because you could play a, you could play a football game ten times, right, Rick, and ten times it might be a completely different ball game. Exactly, exactly. Who's your player of the game tonight? Uh, i got to give it to Medlock. <laughs> he says in disdain. <laughs> hey, he had a great game tonight. He did, and you know what, Rick? You got to know when to fold them. Sometimes. Are you folding the tent? On this year, I am. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll hold a peg in my hand for you, just in case you want to put that tent back up. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks Rick. for the call. Enjoy the weekend. <laughs> Uh, We're going to wrap this uh, up here. Uh, Thanks to all our callers, emailers, and tweeters uh, on the fifth quarter. Again, if you uh, missed any part of the program or want to relive some of this action uh, on the fifth quarter, download the fifth quarter podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, Check it out at uh, 900CHML.com. Our player of the game tonight, voted by you, the fans, is Winnipeg Blue Bombers kicker Justin Medlock. The fifth quarter fan of the night, I'm going to give it to Rick on Twitter, 
whose tweet stated, my player of the game is the cop who had to start directing traffic at halftime. I'm not sure what it is about that tweet, but I find it comical. It's a good one. That's out-of-the-box thinking there. Winnipeg 39, Hamilton 12, the Tiger Cats 0-7 at the bottom of the CFL East Division. Uh, Tiger Cats next in action Friday, August the 18th. It is a 7.30 p.m. start time at Tim Hortons Field as the Cats take on the Red Blacks. Uh, we'll be on the air in and around 10.30. For producer Will Erskine, my name's Rick Samprin. Thanks for listening to the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. <laughs> The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.